Welcome to another message from the tribe of Buja. We hope it inspires and encourages you. Amen. And, you know, typically society, would, uh, typically um, a home is made up of a father and mother, you know, children. In, in the Jewish culture as well, it was that, but they had it, um, most, most homes comprised of like three generations. So you see people, um, an example was Abraham, you know, that moved with like relatives and servants, you know, and um, most how you see, they call them the house of this, the house of this, Saul, um, they call them, um, Saul's home, they call them the house of Saul. So most homes, most houses was not just the social studies, father, mother, son, daughter. You know, it was like three generations comprised into one. So like their, their yard had, <laughs> you know, had many rooms. So it made sense in the mind of the Jews when Jesus said, I'm going back to prepare a place for you. And in my father's house, there are many rooms. Amen. Amen. But focusing on Psalm 27 verse 4 and 26 verse 8, King David saying that one thing I ask is to dwell in your house all the days of my life. David was someone that loved God so much. And for some reason, I think he understood communion with God and he understood the place of worship with God. So when, after he became king, you know, after the ark came, um, came back, he built the tabernacle and instituted like the um, 24 hours worship by um, calling the Levitical priests, some of them to come and be um, worship leaders to always invoke worship and thanksgiving morning and night. I know I believe that that's one of the reasons that David was so successful in his reign because he won wars, he and Israel like had like significant, like their GDP was, you know, it was really good. And there were jobs, there were like, it was really good. They had economic, should I say boost or growth that period. And I believe it was from his spiritual place that that thing first birth and he understood it so much like he had even after all of that you know he had finished wars and everything then he was speaking to prophet nathan let's open to second samuel 7 he was speaking to prophet nathan and he said that how can i be living in this kind of beautiful house and the lord does not have a house let's let's read that conversation wants to read it for us besides Eva. Second Samuel 7. We start from 1. Second Samuel 7. And it came to pass when the king sat in his house, and the Lord had given him rest round about from all his enemies, that the king said unto Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in an house of cedar, but the ark of God dwelleth within curtains. And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in thine heart, for the Lord is with thee. 
And it came to pass that night that the word of the Lord came unto Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, Thus saith the Lord, Shalt thou build me an house for me to dwell in? Whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even to this day, but I have walked in a tent and in a tabernacle. In all the places wherein I have walked with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel, whom I commanded to feed my people Israel, saying, While build ye not me an house of cedar, now therefore so shalt thou say unto my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from Shipcot, from the following of the from the following the sheep, to be ruler of my people over Israel, and I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest, and I've cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight, and I've made thee a great name, like unto the name of the great men that are in the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own, and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time. And as, and as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, and have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies, also the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee in house. And when thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build an house for my name, and I, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. But my mercy shall not depart away from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before thee. And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. According to all these words, and according to all this vision, so did Nathan speak unto David. Amen. David loved God so much, he wanted to build a house for the Lord. And Prophet Nathan told him, go and do it. Go, go and do what's in your heart. Then later, the Lord spoke to Nathan and told him to go and tell David that I've never lived in houses made by men. You know, then God now, through Nathan, prophesied that he's going to raise someone that will build a house for him. So I kind of understand it in two ways. So like, yes, Solomon came and built the temple, right? But he was also talking about Jesus Christ, that he will come and build a temple for God himself, that God can and will dwell in. Amen. So... Last week, I was also saying that um, I, I, I recommend this book. I've tried to look for it so that I can give out to some people, but it's really hard. But I know Eva has um, an electronic copy, um, Reflections on the Psalms by C.S. Lewis. And one of the things C.S. Lewis was saying that the Psalms, like most of the Psalms written by David, sometimes, like we must understand that when we read the Psalms, our experience reading the Psalms and worshiping through the Psalms has to be deeper than that of the Jews because all they had was hope. So they longed to dwell in the house of the Lord, right? They longed to see God come and reign because of the promises that they, they had heard and all of that. They longed, they longed, they longed, they wanted to worship. But we, when we read the Psalms, 
our worship experience is deeper. In fact, as Louis said, it is tragically deeper. Because we lead, I mean, we read through the lens of redemption. We read backwards. We see the Psalms through the work that Jesus Christ has accomplished for us. So when we say, when we read, and, and like David was saying, that I long to dwell in the house of the Lord, we must recognize, like Ugo was saying, that now we are the house of the Lord. We are his temple. So there's no structure that you can erect for God that will be enough. But for some reason, he has looked at us and said that these people, these vessels, I will come and dwell in them. Let's open to John 14. We'll read 1, 2, and we'll jump to Hallelujah. See, I don't know, what does that do to your mind? That an infinite being promises that if we love him, he will come and make our hearts his home. His dwelling place. So every one of us that calls ourselves children of God and believe and are born again, like God dwells in you this instant. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It is fact. So David will say he longed like, and he was looking for a, he was looking for a place where go and be in literally like the way we are gathered here now, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But there's a limit to that experience. So when they, they and you know, there are like 15, um, later on when um, Moses, uh, I mean, Solomon built the temple, um, the, the, the Jews actually wrote like 15 Psalms that they will sing. You know, they got, the nation of Israel will gather like three times a year to go and worship, right? So there, there are like 15 Psalms, I think between Psalm 120 to 134 that are called the Songs of Ascent. And these are Psalms that the Jews sing whenever they are going to worship. Because the temple was built on a mountain. So it, I don't, it was called the Songs of Ascent, you know, as they were ascending to worship. So we always have that experience to where we, we are longing to go. But we see here that, that the Lord is longing to come down and meet us. So in here is where heaven and earth means, meets. Hallelujah. So when David was saying his heart, he longs to build a house of the Lord, and in Psalm 27, he's saying that he longs to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of his life. When we read that, it has to be different for us. We are not talking about a building. 
Amen. It's not just two hours of worship at the tribe Abuja or wherever you know you 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 worship. It is when you leave this place you recognize that you are the house of God, you are his temple. Amen. Amen. So we must make sure that we build the house of the Lord. So what does that mean? We must commit to seeking him. David said that one thing I ask, one thing. And Jesus in Matthew um, 6, 33, says that we must seek first the kingdom of the Lord, kingdom of God. You enter a place and even if you're not seeing someone, you just know that person is there. So glory is kind of hard to define. Because when we say we, we, it's hard to define, but we know it. Glory is not just fame and, um, you know, all, all that our minds think fame is. It is, I mean, glory is. It's, it's, it's beauty. It's, think of all the things you use the word glorious for. It's something, you just look at something and you're like, this thing is glorious. So, even if it would say God Eh? no day house, like his glory will still be there. You can still tell that he's there. Like someone that uses a particular perfume that and the person refuses to tell you the name, but you just know like this person was here. You understand? No, even when he or she has left the, the room. That's kind of how I understand glory. So to enjoy that the beauty, the glory of God. Like, but God is, of, of course, he will always be present. But there's more, like, his glory is there, his beauty is there. Amen. Amen. So I want to just encourage every one of us. Please, can we just go through this together? One thing that um, I think what we'll do this week is we'll go through maybe the songs of ascent together, starting from Psalm 120. And we'll be posting it on our social media. And we'll be praying through it, just um, maybe finding prayer points and ascending together. It's a beautiful thing. And like I said, we must read it through the lens of redemption. We must read it through the lens of the finished works of, of Christ. Hallelujah. You are the house of the Lord. He has come to dwell in your hearts. Amen. Can we bow our heads? Father, we thank you. We give you praise, Lord. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing. I pray for every person here, Lord, that they recognize that all your children here, they recognize that you dwell inside of them. And if they let you, Lord, your glory will fill their lives and your beauty will just fill their hearts and their lives as well in Jesus' name. Please still bow in. I would like to make a call to two sets of persons here. If you're here and you've never made the decision to make Jesus your Lord and your, to know Can you kindly just raise your hand? Let us pray with you.
still praying. Second set of persons here, I'd like to pray with this. You feel like you're lost. You've, you've gone too far. You've dedicated your life before you're born again. But for some reason, you've just made, you took a wrong turn. But I want to tell you that the shortest way home is to turn back. And there's always room. So if you're here and you want us to pray with you, just raise your hand. I won't ask you to come out. But I'd like to meet with you after the service. Can you just raise your hand? Let us pray with you. Hi, this is Jesse Danisuf, the pastor of the tribe Abuja. I hope you enjoyed today's message. Kindly subscribe and share. To stay up to date with The Tribe Abuja, kindly follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Tribe Abuja. God bless you.